Good evening, everyone. Um, I must say this has been quite an interesting week because it's been a bit everywhere. And if you've read, read the book of Proverbs, it's actually sometimes quite a hard book to track. It's got a lot of great little nuggets. And I was getting so excited about the topic um, that this afternoon I realized that I had way too much content. So excuse me if I chop and change a little bit. Um, but this is something that's really on my heart. Um, hands up if you've ever made a mistake in the virtual world. Sent a WhatsApp to someone that you shouldn't. Um, said something you shouldn't. Not thought about something. Responded in a certain way. Engaged in a fight that you shouldn't. Put up a picture that you shouldn't. This world is a confusing world. Now we add the virtual world to it and we're in quite an interesting place. So I thought I'd change the proverbial life to the virtual life. And when I was telling, so I was really excited about this too. And I told two young ladies at our church on Friday night and they both kind of looked at me blankly. And I thought I was on fire and clearly I'm not. But you all get it, pro-virtual. Okay, proverbs for the virtual world. And um, I think that, you know, it's a book that was written a long time ago. But as I read it, I went, wow, this is, this is so for now. Um, and I was loving it. And just so, um, if, if you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable, if you start to feel guilty, we all put our hands up. We've all made mistakes in this area, but we are needing wisdom. So the first thing before we go into that is that Proverbs 1 speaks about the purpose of the book and how it did a great overview and it really speaks of wisdom. I think that's the one word if you have to say, um, what do you think of when I say the word Proverbs? We think wisdom. And um, I just want to read from Proverbs chapter 1. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction. I think we need that for the virtual world. For understanding words of insight. For receiving instruction in prudent behavior. We need that for the internet. Doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple. I'm simple. Knowledge and discretion to the young. I'm not young. Um, let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables. The sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It all starts with the fear of God. And by that, we just mean a, a, just a strong belief that, that God is God, that he is holy, that he's perfect, that we need to follow his ways, that his ways are good. And if your life is devoted to God, if you are a follower of him, then you need to have that fear. You need to be committed to walking in his ways and living a life of integrity. I think that's what it boils down to. When it comes to the virtual world, God really desires us to walk with integrity. And so the reason that I, I decided to, to kind of apply Proverbs to the virtual world is that it's a world that really is making a fool of us all. If you think about it, there are crazy things that happen in the virtual world. Can we have the first picture, Josh? And that the most liked picture on Instagram is an egg with 52 million, nearly 53 um, likes. And then next up is Kylie Jenner. And the egg was in direct competition to her, um, and the egg won. And so it wasn't a, a real thing. <laughs> and there, there's so many, and I actually didn't want to distract and use too many, because I could think while I was preparing, I was thinking of so many examples, and I actually didn't want to distract and actually point fingers tonight. And so I didn't, I didn't put too many pictures up, but there's so many we could put up of just crazy things that we've seen online. Also, if you've heard stories of online bullying, of tragic, tragic stories where people were egged on in committing suicide or, 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 or performing a crime. If you think about certain world leaders who, who are tweeting their wisdom, 
and, and people are either following it or mocking it. Um, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel, I don't know if you've heard of it, High on Life, and last year, three of, um, three of them, it's kind of like a travel and just three youngsters who, who oh, not three, there were quite a few of them, who just travel the world and do crazy things and just are high on life. And Josh, if we can have that picture. And just how um, they, three of them accidentally killed themselves. They were at a waterfall um, filming some things and um, the one fell into the waterfall, two went behind. And, and just the, the tragedy of this, of how we as people are egging people like this on to do more extreme things, to do crazier things. And so we also have to sit back and go, are we a part of this? Are we responsible when things like this happen? How does God want us to respond? And so we really do need wisdom. I think the other reality is that we've become desensitized. I really sometimes sit back and I go, do we still know right from wrong? I, I was talking to some people at our church about just um, movies that get recommended, things that, that people follow, and just how it's quite evident that, that those things are speaking louder to us than God is. But there's also good news, and it's that we can change. Proverbs 14 says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. We need to be warned. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. And I'm so aware, just that, that whole thing of, of um, having a refuge for your children. You guys need to remember, you, you're young now, you're going to be parents. Um, the, you're leaving a footprint behind you. This is the life that you're sowing, and you need to be sowing just life and spirit life into your future too. Proverbs 21, verse 3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the, the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And I kind of feel the world is sometimes like that. We need to change, because if we keep going, there's going to be a price to what we're doing. And for everything, I've just got a few points of things that have come to mind, and there are a lot more. And I've kind of focused mostly on social media, because that's where we, we kind of interact with others. There are a lot of other things, like gaming and... Um, YouTube and those sort of things that, that we're involved in, like I am getting old, and so there are probably a whole lot of things I don't know about, but I really did want to address the whole social media, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even WhatsApp, and just how we are involved in those, and how God offers us a better way. And so the first thing is, instead of addiction and destroying your brain, we need to be sober-minded. Sober and you know, God is needing Christians who are wise and clear thinkers, who can defend the faith. The more complex and issues are getting, because people are saying, like, did God really say this? And, and putting side spins on the scripture, but this is okay because your Bible says this, and they, they're misquoting scripture. And really, things are getting complex, and so we can't afford to be dumbing ourselves down. And the reality is that we sometimes are. I think about the fact that, you know, after you've had a few drinks, you can't get on the road and drive carefully. And it's the same, that if you're killing your brain with social media, if you're killing your brain with time on the internet, you are dulling your ability to navigate the road of life and go through it clearly. And you guys are the church leaders. You are our elders of the future and our, our church leaders. You're the pastors. You're the people who are representing God in business. You are going to be the parents of the future. And so it is so important that you are sober-minded. Proverbs 15, the lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of the fools feed on folly. Or we could say eyes. 
Proverbs 31. It is not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave fear, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. And that kind of speaks about kings drinking, but if you apply that principle to our lives of God just needing leaders who can think clearly, who can defend people, who can speak up for people, who are sober-minded. If you um, have listened to any of Caroline Leaf's um, talks, I've watched some of her YouTube clips and talks, I've read her book, Um, I know a few other people here also enjoy her, but she really speaks about the influence of of the internet on on us, and she speaks about two hours or more on a device a day, Um, and that's including actually your laptop at work, has an effect on the brain. She was speaking about how students in an experiment at a varsity, um, just through having PowerPoint slides and fast-moving information, um, were actually getting slightly affected by it. And so they changed their style of teaching just to a more kind of less stimulating style, a more talkative, less information. And it actually, it took them 48 hours just to adjust, to almost, in a sense, detox a bit from, from information overload. If you think about the way that the internet and, and smartphones has been designed, it's almost like a, it, it has actually been designed on the slot machines where you, you kind of pull and the slot and then what's going to happen? Am I going to win? Am I going to win? And it's the same sort of thing. Have you ever done that? Like, what's on my phone? You might even be thinking that now. Like, do I have a message coming? Is there something that's happening? Do I have something in my inbox? Like, and then you've got like three. Did someone like my picture that I just put up this afternoon? And there's this, there's this addiction that's happening but it is also damaging our brains. She speaks about how we we can lack discipline in our trains of thought because I kind of step from here and then I see another picture that I like and then I go to this person and you kind of, there's no discipline in the thinking. And she talks about how our brains have been designed to actually contemplate and think deeply about one thing at a time. And if you think about meditating on God's word, that is what it is. It's just taking it and letting it kind of sit in you. So you kind of going, oh, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, that's a great one. Let me tweet it. Let me put it on Instagram. And you're not even thinking about it. That, that is a problem. And she said, that is the way that the world's becoming. And so I'm not going to, because she does it a whole lot better than I do it. So I'm not going to talk to you anymore on that. But she's got some great podcasts. She's got some great YouTube clips. Um, she's got some great books. Please go. And, and she has a lot of wisdom to offer just about the effects of all of this on our brains. And that's pretty scary. Then the second thing is instead of stepping into agreement with ungodliness and futile thinking, be well influenced. So be influenced by good people. Um, Make a stand and become an influencer. And have you ever thought about the fact that when you like something on social media, you're stepping into agreement? When you give a heart, a thumbs up, or whatever, a retweet, you are actually saying, I agree, I like, I support what you're saying. And that's not just a photo, it can be someone mocking someone, it could be putting forward just a stupid idea, a hurtful idea, um, an attacking of a certain people group, a country or whatever. We need to be so careful in how we step into agreement with others. If you think about getting sent to WhatsApp, has this ever happened to you where someone sends you something that, that is just a bit off sides and then you kind of just send like, you know, like a crying with laughter face or whatever. And, and actually it's not, it's not appropriate. And you feel like you have to, you actually don't. Um, because you're then stepping into agreement, you're responding and kind of egging that person on. Who you follow, 
If you look at the, the celebrities and stars and what they are putting forward, the people you follow are the ones who are going to be feeding you information every day about their lifestyle, how they live, what they think is great. And so much of it is counter what God says. And then the most important thing is that you can't erase your footprint. You can go, you know, but after years and years, it's going to be very hard to cover your tracks. Um, I'd read a story about a girl in an interview, and, and she just said one thing. And the boss said, well, that's interesting, because I heard, I, he had gone onto, I think it was her Facebook account, where she had said something that was completely the opposite. And she looked like completely foolish. And it can happen like that. You can't erase your footprint. And this is the reality. Think about it for young men and women right now. You are liking things on social media. Imagine one day if your kids are at school and you've liked a photo of, say, it's a guy, and you've loved a photo of a girl looking very suggestive, and 10 years later your kids are at school together, and then the little kid, your kid comes home crying. You're like, what's wrong? No, so-and-so said that you like my mommy, uh, you, you know, that, that I like your mom, her mommy, and, and, and why? And, and all of a sudden, things come back to haunt you because when you were 16, you thought that his half-dressed mommy on a beach looked absolutely fantastic, so you gave it a like. Do you see how you're building this history and you're building this, like, kind of footprint, this profile that it might seem appropriate now, although it's actually not, but actually in time to come, it's going to be crazy because that's someone else's wife that you are liking that is half-dressed. That's someone else's husband that you're saying that comment to. That's someone else's daughter um, it's someone else's someone. And so we need to be respectful of other people. Imagine this. Because if you do something in the virtual world, you should be able to do it in reality. So someone puts a photo of themselves up on the beach in a bikini. You like it. And you sit there and you look at it for a few seconds. Imagine doing that in the real world. Imagine coming up to a girl in church, looking at her for 15 seconds, and then saying, I like the way you were dressed in a bikini on the beach today you look awesome. She would think you were the biggest creep in the world. Same for girls. If you just looked at a guy who wasn't wearing a shirt and was on the beach in his, I don't know, volleyball gear or surf gear or whatever, and you just went up to him and you were like, hmm. He would think you were an absolute freak, okay? So you need to think about it. Translate what you are doing into the real world, and it looks very different. But you need to do that translation to weigh up whether what you're doing is really appropriate and pleasing to God. And people do it in a clever way. Those who are trying to entice you, you know, I, like, I wasn't actually liking her. I was liking the fact that she was at the SPCA looking after stray animals and walking them. But there's a photo of her in shorts and a low top. It's not. It's people are masquerading. That's what the devil does. He masquerades and, and he kind of drags you in. And, and it happens subtly too. Proverbs 14, verse 7, stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. Proverbs 13, verse 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 25, verse 26, like a muddied spring or polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. I like this one, 17, verse 12, better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool bent on folly. Proverbs 19, verse 10, it's not fitting for a fool to live in luxury, how much worse for a slave to rule over princes. And you just think of people who just appear to be having this amazing life, and they're getting sent all these products to test in this whole world, and it's just, actually, it's just foolish. So you need to really weigh up 
what you are following. And instead, Proverbs 27 verse 17, and as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So those are the kind of things we need to be liking. Proverbs 12 verse 26, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Just choose your friends carefully. Choose who you follow wisely. Proverbs 18, verse 2 and 6 reminds me of, of, of Twitter. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. And we all know people like that. Then the next thing is, instead of falsely portraying your life, rather be authentic. Be the real deal. And this can even mean putting up a Bible verse that you actually haven't really processed and don't really mean because it looks good and it just seems like the right thing to do in the Christian world. And I think this is one of the, the biggest problems is in, the, in the virtual world is portraying this life that you don't actually have. And you know, it's not always the subtle, it's not putting a filter on your face because if I kind of take a photo and like, I'm 40-something, I'm meant to have wrinkles. If I don't have wrinkles in the photo, there's something wrong. I'm not you, I'm not 20 years old. So then you'll look at me and you'll kind of find it laughable. So those are the more obvious things that we do. But there's the less obvious, the kind of pretending that my life is awesome when I'm falling apart inside. It's portraying something that's not actually happening. I'm so happy, yet I'm so desperate. I'm, I kind of look like I've got tons of friends, but I'm so alone. I look like I love God, but actually in reality I'm backslidden and my heart is hard. It's those sort of things, and we need to just be a bit more authentic. It's kind of portraying our life through these filters. And often also what happens is we become an approval addict. We, we kind of tailor-make our life to get the likes, to get the affirmation. And so that becomes this desperate addiction of who's going to like me? How many likes am I going to get? Um, and, and imagine if all the time you're getting the most likes for the things that aren't really you. What is it actually saying to you? All of a sudden you'll realize that, that no one loves the real me. They love the fake me. And the, the fake me is far more appealing than the real me. We need to love the authentic. Proverbs 12, verse 23, the prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. Sometimes we actually just need to be slow to speak and, and not just blurt out the first thing that comes to our heads. Proverbs 12, verse 9, better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. So many of the people that we see, I actually wonder what their lives are really like. And all of a sudden, every year, there's a celebrity or two who land up killing themselves or dying, dying tragically because you realize that there was a lot more tragic to their lives, tragedy to their lives than, than you realized or than they portrayed. Proverbs 3. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve, preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Wouldn't that be a beautiful picture of something to grace your neck? Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. And I wonder just how, how so many people sleep at night. Are they, are they suffering from anxiety? Are they trying to portray certain things and just lacking peace? I physically saw the lack of peace that people had. I remember just when we were traveling overseas, seeing the most beautiful sunset, the, probably one of the best of my life. 
and just along all the walls, it was, it was in Greece, in Santorini, so it was all these beautiful, you know, views, and there were just people along the walls, and it was a shame, it was mostly, it was mostly girls in beautiful dresses making their poor boyfriends take photos of them, and missing the whole moment, because they were so busy portraying something to the world that they didn't see the sunset, their back was to it. And that, I think, physically kind of um, teaches us something just about, about just missing moments and, and, and just being so focused on portraying something that we miss out on what, what God has and missing out on His best. Instead of arguing and fighting um, and letting words flow freely, responding easily to people and trolling, rather be people of peace, speaking well-thought-out um, well words of life. And that just sounds like a mouthful. I'm not sure if it really makes sense, but if you, if you get what I'm saying, it's the, it's the whole thing of just, just instead of being that person that's always kind of pushing buttons, fighting, um, just trolling people. And, and I'm surprised how many Christians actually get involved in, in just ungodliness when it comes to arguments and debates. And this is something that we really need wisdom and discernment because it's a tool, and I really believe social media is a tool that we can let the world know where we stand, what we believe, but it can change so quickly. And so you as Christians who are well-meaning need tons of discernment in this area. I've got so many verses, but um, I'm going to cut them short, but I'll just read a few. Proverbs 6, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that, that devises wicked schemes, um, feel, uh, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. A person that stirs up conflict in the community, and sometimes you think you're doing a great job and you're helping God out. Um, Proverbs 9, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to, um, and they will add to their learning. And then the last one that I'm just going to use here is... Um, Fools show their annoyance at once. Have you done that? Like you, you straight away you see something on social media and you just type quick, 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 and then you're like. Um, but fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. The word of the reckless pierces like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. There is a place for social media. There is a place for sharing your opinions, especially godly ones. But just you need to wear it up. Are you being foolish? Are you being wise? Are you bringing healing? Are you bringing hurt? And then also it's part of that is actually holding each other accountable and correcting each other. And I think there's a place for this too. We all think that if someone posts something on social media and they're from the church, you can't really like say anything to them. But we also need to be holding each other accountable and correcting each other. Proverbs 15 verse 31, Josh, if you can skip to that. Um, I'll just read it so long. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home amongst the wise. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. And I think we need to, um, there are times to have good, honest conversations for us to challenge each other, for, to hold each other accountable. And if we are wise, we will learn from those conversations. Then the next thing is instead of comparing and becoming envious, rather become satisfied. Have you noticed on social media how in one hour you can envy like 50 different things? It used to be, and I remember like 
you know, my mom would never, I don't, like, as kids, we used to like walking around shopping malls, and my mom would be like, it's temptation, because you're looking in these windows, and you're seeing things you don't have. This is like bringing the shopping mall and a whole lot more to your home. I can envy someone's house, their look, their shape, their family, their spouse, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their clothes, uh, their beauty products, their health, their exercise regime, their intelligence in one hour. Can you see how this is just breeding dissatisfaction? Proverbs 14 verse 30 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. That's what we're going to be doing to ourselves, and we're kind of taunting ourselves and inviting this into our hearts. Proverbs 15, all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. You'll be surprised how wonderful it is to live simply, to live rightly before God, to just enjoy peace with our Heavenly Father and just be satisfied with what we have. Number six, instead of loving yourselves excessively and being prideful of your thoughts and where you find yourself in life, rather be humble. It's sometimes not even a look that we can be proud of. Sometimes we can just have this amazing, we just back our intelligence. We back that we can argue someone into a corner. We back what we're doing in life. We back the fact that we've made it in our career. We've just bought something amazing. So it doesn't always have to do with, with, um, with looks. And so being prideful can just be such a harmful thing. And they, I'm actually shocked. This almost seems like one of those things, like um, in the Bible talks about in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. And I almost feel like social media has been the one thing where I go, that is it. I haven't seen, like it, it kind of, when I was young, it was, you, you wouldn't kind of, you'd be very humble and awkward if someone gave you a compliment. Now I'm like, I'm shocked at how people back themselves. And so sometimes, you know, knowing who you are in God is a good thing. It's actually a healthy, I'm not saying our way was right either. But Proverbs 22, verse 24 says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. It wage, its wages are rich and honor, riches and honor and life. Proverbs 16, verse 5, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Proverbs 18, verse 12, Before downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. And maybe we just need to be, lead the way in bring, being humble. Then instead of being an unfaithful person, be a person of your word um, with faithfulness and long-suffering and actually all the fruits of the Spirit. You know, something that has shocked me has been just also the, I'll get told that someone can't make an event at the church that we're running that they had committed to. And then next thing you see what they were really doing because they haven't bothered to hide it on social media. And you see that they, I was studying was actually I was on the beach or I was this and I, and, and I know people are also doing it to each other. This person said they couldn't come to my party, and then I saw that they were at someone else's house. Can you see the lack of faithfulness? And it all has to do with that social media thing of, I've got a better offer. I'm going to do this because this seems nicer. And there's always that, that I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to, and faithfulness flies out the window. We need to be people of our word, just demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. Proverbs 3 says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet, tablet you get it, of your heart. Then, they will, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And then 
the, the next thing. Instead of having shallow relationships, have true love um, and be present. Don't miss moments. And I think that is probably the, the, the kind of hardest thing of, about social media. It's kind of taken relationships from, from deep to shallow. And so many people, if you've seen every, every few months, you'll see someone else going, oh, I'm going off social media, I'm going off Facebook, because they're sick and tired of the shallowness that it brings. I even think of, of just how we miss so many moments, just sitting at coffee shops. If you just go into a coffee shop now and you'll just see, it used to be a place where I would go, if I went and worked at Seattle, I'd have a whole lot of people that I'd engage with, you know, I'd sit and chat. No one does that anymore. I'm having less and less conversations with people in public places because everyone's on their phone. So we, we're missing opportunities. I was just imagining if Jesus, with the, when the woman on the well, when he was sitting at the well, imagine if he was just sitting there tweeting, like, at the well, you know, whatever, hot day, you know, just sort of funniest thing, lol, and, and just all of a sudden, missing that moment of a meaningful interaction, one of the most beautiful things about Jesus is that he was completely present. He was looking into people's eyes. He was looking for needs of people. He was looking to minister, and we just need to get in there and just get real again. Even the whole thing of, oh, I'll pray for you. I'll do this. It's, it's all of a sudden become so okay to use words and, and actually not mean them. And also, once again, Caroline Leaf, a few months ago, also did an interesting podcast about the cognitive dissonance of Christians when they say, I'll pray for you, and then they don't do it. Because then all of a sudden, your thinking, feeling, and acting isn't aligned. And so, you are actually almost becoming the fake, and you know it. It makes you feel like a failure because you're not praying for the people that you're saying you're praying for. Rather have a few genuine words. Proverbs speaks about that over and over. Proverbs 18, verse 24 one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then these are, I think this is the many curry favor with a ruler, and everyone's the friend of one who gives gifts. Everyone's the friends of celebrities. They have millions of followers, but the poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? We need to be the kind of people who start looking for the people that everyone else avoids. We're getting towards the end now, but um, the next point is instead of disregarding your reputation, so not worrying about your name um, and just having a good name, um, and also protecting your faith, you need to start having a good reputation and protecting it, and protecting the label that you have if you call yourself a Christian. I think in, in back in actually my grandfather's day, having a good name was something I remember he would speak about a lot. He'd speak about the family name and the pride that there is with that. And I think we as believers need to get that back of just going, as Christians, we actually really do care about the reputation we have because it does seem that people don't care anymore. Um, Proverbs 20, the righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. Even, a small, even small children are known by their actions. Um, so is their conduct really pure and upright? Proverbs 22, verse 1, a good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. It actually matters if you say you one thing and you act completely differently. And then the next one, instead of lust, walking in purity. This is a whole other sermon on itself because it's something that people are really battling with. Purity is, in this generation, is a hard thing to protect. And I just want to let the scriptures um, speak for themselves. And so I'm just going to read this and just stop along the way. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear to my words of insight that you may maintain discretion and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, 
and her speech is smoother than oil. And it's that whole thing of she's going to catch you. She's going to try and draw you in. And this isn't, although this is gender, this is male and female. I'm not just speaking um, about women here. But, the, but, the, but in the end, she's bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. And if you have to ch chat to someone like Clive Herman, who's involved in dealing with people who have pornography addictions, it is sometimes is a slippery path towards death. The things that people get caught up in becomes more and more horrific, and it is a path that leads to destruction. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep a path far away from her. Do not go near the door of her house. Don't, don't follow her on Instagram. If there's someone who, who is a problem to you, don't follow her. Stay far away. Don't let your paths cross. Go in the other direction. Lest you lose your honor um, to others and your dignity to the one who is cruel. Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich the house of another. People who've just lost everything to addictions. At the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and your body are spent. You will say, how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my, ears to my, to, or turn my ear to my instructions. And that's the important thing. Don't say you weren't warned. How is it? And that's probably the most frustrating thing of just if you've warned a friend over and over again, you're on a path of destruction, and still people choose not to listen. And I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Drink water from your own cisterns, running water from your own well. God has got something beautiful for you. He's got something good. He's got a, a beautiful cistern of abundance. He's got something beautiful and special for you in marriage. And that's the well that he has given you. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water in the public squares, let them be yours alone never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. A loving doe, graceful dear, may her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. You don't want a husband um, who's been intoxicated with a million other women on social media. Men, you don't want a woman who's done the same, who's enticed a whole lot of men along the way and used her, her body to do it. Why, my son, be intoxicated with another man's wife? Why embrace the bosom of a wayward woman? For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. God knows your social media history from this week. He knows what you've done this last month on social media. Your ways are in full view of him. Your virtual world might be private to everyone else that you see, but God sees it. And that is what integrity is. It's before God, knowing that he's seen everything and living a life to please him. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them. The cords of their sins hold them fast. For lack of discipline, they'll die, led astray by their own great folly. And this is just something that seems to be stumbling, kind of causing more and more Christians to stumble. And we just need to make a clear stand. And these things, if you're finding that you're stumbling in this area, it's best to avoid it. It's best to run a mile, because this is where things can become dangerous and addictive. 
And as I said, it's a whole nother sermon, but if, if this resonates with you also, just not to let it go. If you have a problem with pornography, with, with even just the, the images that you're looking at that you kind of think, oh, okay, because it's on Instagram and it hasn't been banned on Instagram, so it must be right. That doesn't mean it's good and godly and pure and pleasing to God. And this is an area and a road that you can't actually walk alone. You actually need help and there is help for you and there's no shame in it either. And then the last thing is, instead of being lazy and wasting time, have a productive life. And I think we've all been kind of guilty of wasting time, be it on social media and the virtual world or on other things. And this is something that we continually have to look at. And, you know, so often, and once again, I was asking someone this week, like, why are people so busy? Why is this generation just really going, oh, I can't commit? Like, are, are we really that busy or are we really wasting time? And just do a little audit of your life. Look if your cell phone offers it on how long you've actually spent on screen time this week. And then tell me you didn't have time to prepare your Sunday school lesson or come to church or attend a life group or do whatever it is. It's not that a lot of us don't have time. It's that our priorities have shifted and we're wasting a lot of time. We need to be so careful not to become lazy and unproductive. Proverbs 12 verse 11 says, Those who work their land will have abundant food. Those who chase fantasies have no sense. Diligence hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Sluggards, sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look, but they find nothing. People are like, why did I get bad marks? I don't know. I was working so hard. Were you? Why am I not doing well at work? And then, you're on the internet for five hours of your work day. People are going, it's just not making sense. It actually, you know what, if you had to be honest, it probably is making sense. We just need to be very careful and consider our ways. I was thinking this week, why are, why are people like everyone's following um, Mari as Mari Kondo on, and loving her, this woman that comes into your house and cleans up and makes you say goodbye to your t-shirts and thank them and fold them nicely and, you know, thanks your books and all that. And I'm going like, she's a fruit loop. I'm sorry. But why are people responding to it? I love watching like tiny homes and it's my dream to build a tiny home. And I was wondering, why are people doing this? Why is Zen a buzzword? Why are all these things simplicity and and I just thought it's because we've cluttered our lives so much that just to physically try and empty and rid ourselves of things when actually maybe it's our virtual world that is so cluttered and full that maybe we're just needing to do a bit of a virtual audit and a clean up. So that's it. There were a lot of proverbs. There are a lot more. But the main thing is, and if I can ask you just to close your eyes, is that it just needs to be, we need to be honest before God. We need to be honest about our, our, what we're addicted to um, whether it's approval, whether it's visually something, whether it's a longing for something that has just kind of clouded our perspective. We need to be honest about wasting time. We need to be honest about what we're doing and the secrets that we have because God sees and he cares about our integrity. And if I can just have the worship team up, I'm just going to pray for us and then we're just going to spend a bit of time. And I really just felt that that as a response, it's quite good because I, I, I really feel like this problem really has to do with pride, um, with elevating our own needs, with, with kind of just losing track and sight of God and putting Him first, that, that we just need to physically humble ourselves and kneel down. And so, we, as we pray and, and as we go into just a time of worship, just in the first song, I think a great response is just to kneel down and humble yourself before God so that He can lift you up. 
And it doesn't mean if you kneel down that you've got kind of the worst addiction. It could just mean that you're wanting to commit your virtual world to God to live a life of purity. Maybe you want to commit yourself as someone who's going to lead the way and set the bar high. Maybe there are things that you need to repent of, but I'm just going to pray um, for us, and then I'm going to invite you to kneel down just as, as Astrid and the team lead in a song, and just take some time to be still before God. Take some time this week to be still before God. Take this time this week to, to take appropriate steps to deal with whatever you need to deal with, but don't let it go. So, Lord, I, I come and I commit ourselves to you. I thank you that you're a God who sees, a God who knows, a God who cares. Lord, you care intimately about every detail of our lives, and for some, that might have got out of control. There might be addictions. There might be um, things that are just standing in the way of just encountering you and experiencing you. And Lord, I pray that you will break our hearts. Lord, that you'll be the focus of our lives again. Lord, we confess that we, we so often waste time, compromise, um, shift boundaries, become desensitized. So many things that aren't going to turn us into the kind of people who walk with integrity and wisdom and lead the way. And Lord, we want this church to be a church full of leaders in the community, here locally, Lord, in the church, just wherever. We want to be your mouthpiece. We want to represent you. We want to hold your name high. So, Lord, we come and we commit ourselves to you. Amen.